Welcome back to the program, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the two parts of Chapter 1. This episode is going to begin Chapter 2, and with that, of course, brings two more guests. But before we get into that, I want to send a quick shout-out to Mike Amsberg. He's a wrestling fan, he's a wrestling figure collector customizer, and an articulated art photographer. Uh, Not only for his great work, but also for allowing us to use one of his really sick photos as the header art for this episode. Uh, If you're not seeing that in your podcast program right now, then uh, find it on our Instagram, nojibbajabafm.com on Instagram. And you can see Mr. Amsberg's wrestling figure photography on his Facebook, which is uh, M. Amsberg Squared Circle Photography, uh, on his Instagram, at M. Amsberg underscore figures underscore four, the numeral four, life, and also featured at Articulated Comic Book Art on Instagram. Uh, if you didn't catch all that, you'll find the links in the show notes on our website, nojibbajabfm.com, and also on our Instagram posts for this corresponding episode. So, But just make sure you check out his work. He's got really cool stuff up there, all using his uh, wrestling figure, figurines, dioramas, really cool lighting, and just, uh, just, just this awesome scenery he's created with this stuff. So thanks again, Mike. You guys check out his work. Now with that out of the way, let's get back down to ringside. Alright people, my next guest is a guy who was a natural born sports nut. He knew more damn stats and info than he probably had any business understanding at such a young age. Now, uh, my sister and I are the ones who introduced him to pro wrestling from the get-go. And we definitely had a longer tenure as fans. But in terms of who among all my sibs, including myself, who was the biggest fan, this guy may very well have been it. Folks, welcome to the stage, my brother Joe. Bring your ass in here, man. What's up? Hey, man. What's up? Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, Chilling. Well, yeah, yeah. First of all, glad to have you on here. Uh, first time. Uh, there's plenty of other topics, you know, that uh, <laughs> we ought to have you back on here for. Uh, it's because <laughs> I brought you up. But uh, we definitely got to do this one because, uh, I mean, uh, Ray and Ghost said it best. You know, uh, wrestling was our childhood. And, uh yeah. It damn sure was yours. We yeah. indoctrinated you pretty pretty early. I mean, how could you not have gotten into it the way we were? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get uh, really into the meat of that, uh, how far back? How far back can you actually remember? Uh, um, probably like early, early like like when the the rockers were still. A tag team like that's kind of like what I kind of remember, like you know, uh, like when Sting was the the guy, like the best, you know, the top dude in WCW, like uh, the early Sting, like the blonde hair with the paint and all that. <laughs> yeah, that one. Like, uh, I mean, I remember a little bit of, uh, you know. Uh, like Ultimate Warrior, and like when he was going going big, and uh, that would, uh, let me see, uh, like when the fucking Road Warriors kept bouncing back and forth to the to the uh, through, from WCW to WWF, and yeah, man. that's so you. I mean, I, so, I remember from you know pretty far back. I'm saying though because I'm 
kind of just triangulating off of like you know, all the names you're giving me and kind of at the, t- at the time that that was so that couldn't have been you know it was definitely about like 1990 um you know maybe early 91 but hell you were born in 88 so <laughs> you know like, you know what i'm saying you remember well, quite a uh, bit you know and when ron simmons was you know that was for root you know back then <laughs> yeah. WCW. I Hell remember yeah. that uh, that that uh, Ron Simmons uh, action figure you had that the arms broke off. <laughs> Man, say, hey, hold on a minute. You know what? You know what? Actually, you're perfect for this because again, you were very young, and you know I was yeah, still young like- I was playing with toys too. <laughs> but you, you know, because I well, you know, I was like eight, nine, ten years old at that point. I had plenty, but you, your ass, man, you had. I mean. We talk about these action figures. Okay, there were two types of action figures. Um, okay, when I was growing up, when I was when I was little, when I was your age, I guess at that time, um, they had these. There were these big rubber action. You, in fact, you remember them because yeah. I, I still had them. I still had that Iron Sheik and that Jimmy yep. Snuka. Um, then they got smaller, and the WCW ones were made like sort of this. Uh, it was it was a plastic. It was a softer plastic, but it was plastic, almost and, you know, like almost like rubber kind of. Yeah, somewhere between the two, you know, and they're like yeah. polyurethane or something, you know, <laughs> bad paint. The paint would rub right off and everything, but you know, they have the paint always rub off on their ass though, <laughs> because you slap them on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know it looked like they were wearing like hot pants or something, <laughs> butt cups coming out the back and shit. But uh, so we. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we had uh, a bunch of the we in fact we had that whole set there's only 12 wcw characters uh and we had pretty much the whole set except we couldn't find couldn't find barry windham or a flying brian but we had a uh, um ron simmons with the arm somehow broke off and uh z-man tom zink with his fist broke off so we just had this like this oh man z-man <laughs> you took it way back <laughs> Yeah, man. And then, then, and then on the other side, there was these WWF toys, which they're made out of hard plastic, but they looked fake as fuck because they had weird facial expressions and like they had spring, uh, had springs in their back and little stuff on there. Like it was actually, it was actually built into their body, so it looked like you know, like the Ultimate Warrior, for instance. You push his, uh, you push his torso down and makes him jump up, but. He had this lever built into his back. It looked like he had this big growth coming out of his back. And I'm like, why are you thinking like this? I wonder. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, you know, and it, it was crazy. It's like, you know, when the late 90s or, you know, the, maybe the mid and late 90s, you know, they got, you know, WCW and WWF both got better, uh, you know, way better uh, distributors and, like, and manufacturers to make those toys. Because they had gear you could remove and stuff like that. They're articulated and all stuff. They're real detailed. I'm like, man, I'll wait till I'm old and don't give a damn to uh, come out with the good stuff, you know. (laughs) Now, look at this stuff. Like, man, these are nice. Yeah. But you had the wrestling ring. You had the official official joint, too. The actual WWF. That was my favorite toy of all time. It was between between that and, and, you know, know how I used to be crazy with Batman. Like, it was between that and Batmobile. Like, the, the... the the uh what was the Bruce Wayne custom coupe? Oh, that was badass! I forgot about Dog, that. Dog, that was that was the best. That that in the in the ring were the best toys I ever had. Little tangent about that custom coupe. It looked like I mean it was a straight up car. Man, it that, was a really nice looking car. Look, the Bruce Wayne. Thing. <laughs> 
that was the best toy ever. And then the top opened up and like it was man, it was crazy. Yeah, and then if I remember right, it was a something. It was like a switch or lever you could pull in the back. Yeah, and, and it made like a trap door. Yeah, he would change. That's where you put your Batman figures. He would change and become Batman, mm-hmm. and have guns that shoot out the side. Man, that was a, that was uh, a good whoever toy. made that. Whoever made that, they killed that. Like that. That was by far the best. The best. Like that in in my ring were like my top two toys. Man, okay, so I'm already marking this down. We have to have you come back and talk about some of those toys because I forgot about all of that. Because <laughs> you, because you know, again, you're uh, you and I are about uh, uh, about six six years apart in age. So after I quit playing with toys, you were still getting them. So there's a lot of stuff from back then I even forgotten about. You know, because yeah. I think about my my toys and what I had. You know, so I'll have to have you come back and talk about those '90s toys, man. But uh. Uh, uh, bring back. period. Bring them back. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we do this show for, man. Bring it back. <laughs> you know, but uh, so, but so so let's bring it back. Let's talk wrestling, man. Um, I, I had Ray on here the other day, and she was talking about um, we kind of talked about that wrestling tape era, yeah. and we narrowed down exactly oh, where that was. Man. It was uh the week of, the week of, and the week after Super Brawl on the WCW side. There were two episodes there, and the weeks leading up to WrestleMania eight on uh, the WWF side. Mm-hmm. And I say that we call that the wrestling tape because there were other tapes that we had, uh, but that's the one that we actually took home and kept for, I don't know, yeah. we just had the best stuff on it. <laughs> so, we, so we kept it, didn't want to record over it or lose it. We basically held, held on to that tape until it finally just fell apart. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, so, so um, uh, WWF, man, I mean, Really interesting time. I mean, we're talking about you. You just talking about the Rockers when uh mm-hmm. they were a tag team, but then you had uh, Shawn Michaels turn on Marty Jannetty and oh, go yeah. solo, and, and you know turn heel on Marty and went solo. And I mean, how did we we had we liked him, we were fans, but it's like we didn't know that he was going to go on to be like you know most people's greatest of all time list. Man, you know that I was a big Shawn Michaels fan. Yeah, like you know that that whole thing. Like when they, uh, you know, when he <laughs> when he chant music, the uh, Marty Jannetty through the through the barbershop window, <laughs> like you know, we were all just sitting around, like, what the fuck what, is going on? Like, I'm gonna turn my back to you right now, and if you want to go on your own, then walk off and leave. If you want to stick together and make this thing work. When I turn around, we're going to shake hands and we're going to go on a rock and roll like the rockers can do. They need each other. You know that. Sounds fair to me. He's not going to walk away. They need each other. Despicable act that was. 
like that's his friend. Why is he? Why did he just do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, you know, like. But after that, then you know when he got with Sherry and uh, like you know got the whole theme music and all that shit. Like he just went, he just took off. Man, and then speaking to Sherry, yeah, there's another thing because uh, Ray was talking about theme music, and we'll get to yours here in a minute. But uh, it was funny. Which, uh, she was saying how the Shawn Michaels theme is, uh, you know, one of her favorites, and immediately I'm like, okay, which one? <laughs> because was it the one where where he is on the vocals, or was it the one when Sherry? Remember, remember when all Sherry- of them were terrible. <laughs> yeah, but that, that Sherry one. That Sherry one was real creepy. That made me uncomfortable, man, because she sounded, she was she was she can't sing and it just sounded really strange that he would come out to that, you know? Yeah. It made sense for the character, but I'm like, this is Ugh. Ugh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she when you when you look back at it, she kinda had looked a little drag queen too, so I don't know. Yeah, it's because she would insist on that fucking on that 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 makeup, like uh, ex- yeah, like makeup too much. Yeah. She had all that full face paint, you know what I'm saying? Because she's actually she was actually a good looking woman, but you wouldn't know it half the time because she would go overboard with those uh, yeah. face paints, you know? You look like Doink the Clown. And <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm too young to remember. I don't remember uh, what she was like as a wrestler, so I don't know if she that was she actually you know, wrestled. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, man. You see, so you don't remember this back in the um the 80s. You know, before that, you know, they actually had lady wrestlers. You know, it was, you know, that's where, uh, you know, uh, Fabulous Moolah. Yeah, 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 yeah. she was, yeah. yeah, she held the title for like 28 years, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah Rock and Robin are people I remember from back then. I know Sherry was there. I don't really quite remember uh, what she's doing, but I think she might have been. Sherry, did Sherry ever talk? Oh, yeah. Oh, plenty. Oh, you talked man. a lot now. Yeah, I don't remember that. Don't yeah, know. yeah, because again, see, you remember her with Shawn Michaels, but see, you don't think you remember her with uh with Ted DiBiase or with uh with Macho uh, Man. But Macho Man was Macho King, and he had her as Queen Sherry. Okay, yeah, she's a lot more vocal than that. But uh, yeah, then when I got to Shawn Michaels, you know, just kind of she kind of played the background and just basically. By the way, Ted DiBiase is my guy. Hell yeah, <laughs> that dude. That was one of the best characters they ever had. Yeah, man, and uh, let, let's talk about that too, because that's another thing we talked about with Ray is that, um, you know, back then a lot of our friends and just kids in general and just that era, you know, what happened? People, uh, especially kids, you know, they cheer the cheer the hero, boo the villain, and we just kind of liked a little Whatever. bit of everybody. In yeah. fact, I think we gravitated <laughs> a little bit more toward the heel side. Yeah. I mean, it was more. You know, that's the. I, I feel like the heel side. That it was just they had more fun characters. They did. And then you know, a lot of times those those heel characters would end up turning into babyface characters because everyone loved them. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like a Stone Cold or you know, oh, or, you know yeah. Right now. Yeah. So. It was like it was just about the character to me. It wasn't really whether they were good or bad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> right now uh, I just got a text from Ray right now because again we recorded the other day, and uh, she just sent me a text right now. She's got a request because she wants to know how do we not bring up high energy? Billy Red here once again, and I have standing by this time with their comments: high energy, Owen Hart, and the Birdman Coco Beware. Hey, you know what, fat boys? That's right, you nasty boys. 
You know why they call us high energy? It's because we're moving, we're grooving, and we're always going to the top. The Birdman and the Rocket. You want a piece of high energy? Come and find us. Tell them about a bird. High energy! That's what the world is talking about. High energy! I'm telling you, we got the nasty boys looking for high energy. We got Deviosi and the RS looking for high energy. That's what the World Wrestling Federation is all about. High energy! Is that right, Rocky? That's right, you know, Birdman. I'll tell you something, nasty boys. You may be mean, you may be rough and tough. But don't sell high energy shorts because we're going straight to the top. Oh, man. Coco beware. Beware and Owen Hart. What happened to him? Like, where is he? <laughs> I have no idea, man. But Coco beware was one of those, uh, he's one of those high flyers. Yeah. And, uh, I guess when Owen Hart broke into the WWF finally, they put him with Nightheart and they were called the New Foundation. But then Nightheart went back into commentary or did something, you know. You know, and so they uh, put him a Coco Beware with those same checkerboard outfits, and, the, and they call themselves <laughs> High Energy. And they used to cut those promos, and, and every time they come in, Coco would be getting in with that. Dog, nah, like that—that that was so corny. I'm like, and then I, I think I liked them back in the day, but like all they did was just jump on the top rope. Back to back to back to back, and just you know, like it wasn't. Uh, I think it was more of a gimmick. You know, it wasn't really a good tag team. Definitely, yeah. Their whole arsenal was 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 aerial moves. Aerial, yeah. That's why you know. That's why you just get their ass kicked because it's like you know they. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much of that shit you can do with it before someone finally catches you and just power slams you on your ass. Hey, can we can we just just. Give props to the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> like what? What kind of guy? Like he, he, this guy literally got paid to just get his ass kicked every episode. Like he, I don't, did he ever win? You know, there. It, it's funny because okay, uh, we're still talking about the syndicated WWF Wrestling Challenge, WWF Superstars, and just that time where see, it doesn't happen anymore. I think they have like one. They, they might have like some little B or C level show that's uh, where they still have jobbers, but I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, that, yeah, and he was one of them. He, you know, like along with you know your Dale Wolf and your Barry Horowitz and and and, and Pez oh, Motley. The, and all the, the Brooklyn Brawler was by <laughs> but, far the best. Right, well, yeah, because Brooklyn Brawler would show up, and you would think because he had an entire gimmick like that, you would think he was an actual wrestler, but he never came to the ring with no music. He was already in the ring. Uh, and then <laughs> McMahon, in his in his infinite craziness, he would bring the guy back. Like, as the a Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? You're like, oh yeah, you're gonna match tonight with the Brooklyn Brawler, and everybody would just die laughing. <laughs> and that's what you do. You bring that character back, you know. But then he would have the he would have the most serious face. Like he would be looking like he's really out there trying to win. He brought the Brooklyn Brawler into the corporation. Remember that? <laughs> no, I don't think I don't remember that one. I want to say he did. Uh, that shit was funny. <laughs> but he would literally be in, like, like you said, he had no music, no nothing. He would just be in the ring, and he would have this look on his face, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know. I'm gonna win this match. I'm gonna whatever, like. But you knew, you knew. <laughs> 
Like then Undertaker's music hits or something like that, and you know he's about to get power bombed through the ring. Like, oh yeah, a squash match, like you know, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. If, that. if that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So, uh, you know, that's you know some WWF. Like, what other kind of memories? Like, do you have like a? Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that time. But I guess around the same time as when um I had come back from that uh that wrestling match with Jeff you know with ghosts and uh yeah. and all of a sudden i'm like yo we gotta start watching this wcw stuff because this is pretty good and we got into that uh now what do you remember from that on that side i know you were talking about sting um, and- man my yeah it was like for Ron me Simmons. i like to i like to see uh sting uh steiner brothers yes um you know the whole little angles they had with the uh, four horsemen. Paulie uh, uh, dangerously, the dangerous alliance. Oh uh, yeah, definitely good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my fault, Stone's ring. But uh, <laughs> up if it was Stone Cold, say your own beer, <laughs> swig of beer. <laughs> nah, but uh. I think um what was the uh uh Jim Cornette Oh man Jim Cornette like uh uh what's his name Jimmy uh dude with the with the megaphone Oh Jimmy Hart Yeah 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 like seeing him like he was just like a whore just bouncing around from dude to dude just I remember him we like with Hulk, then he, you know, I, f- I forget who did who did he go to after Hulk? Oh man, he had a ton. He had uh, yeah, he, he would just it would be like every couple months he was someone somebody else. Yeah, the, the, some of those managers that actually used to manage a bunch of different people. Like uh, if you remember uh, remember Slick, or, you know, call himself Reverend Slick, black dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had you know uh, Power and Glory and the Warlord and somebody else, whatever you know. There was they're like agents almost like. Like if you're a manager, you might manage a bunch of different guys or different crews, you know. So uh, yeah. you had uh, Jimmy Hart. He had managed Earthquake, then the Natural Disasters, and then he had Man, uh, I forgot about Earthquake. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, he had, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. All the stuff's kind of blurring together for me too, uh, just because I'm, you know. I mean, he had a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, Mouth of the South, you know, and he was a. Uh, uh oh he he jumped ship he jumped ship from uh, natural disasters to uh to uh DBIC and uh, IRS the money inc oh man yeah yeah that was that was another good good like just character that stayed in character with IRS yeah and he had that that actually came over he was uh, Michael Wall Street back in WCW he was actually managed by a young uh Terry Runnels uh Alex York back then who uh man you were talk about uh, uh, the valet crushes and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember she they used to dress her up, you know, in the business suits and the the big glasses and the hair pulled in the tight bun. And then I remember yeah. one day she came out there with her hair down and stuff like that, and she looked totally different. I'm like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> wow. <laughs> then she came over to WWF as uh as Marlena with gold dust, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> I better these days too. <laughs> right. man. But yeah, he had man. Now I'm looking at Jimmy Hart's uh 
his, his resume here. Yeah, remember remember the Mountie? Oh, man. <laughs> you bringing shit up. Yeah. Yeah, he met, yeah. Us, he met us the Heart Foundation for a little bit. I always get my man and shit. Yeah. Of course, uh, I forget about... Yeah, I forgot about the the nasty boys and the uh, yeah. honky tar man. He managed them. Yeah, man. <laughs> so let's go into the. Uh, I'm gonna go forward to the mid '90s when you're a little bit older, and you can probably remember a little more than this because um, you. All right, here's the thing about that. We finally got cable, so we're able to watch. Well, back then it was called primetime wrestling, and then by the time we got cable, they changed it, changed the format. It's called Monday Night Raw, and you were younger than us, so they sent you to bed earlier. Oh, up to like maybe ten shit, o'clock. Man. You know, you were you. They sent you to bed at eight thirty. So halfway through the <laughs> halfway through the uh, man, do you know how many times I thought like I could just get away with seeing a couple more minutes, and then oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, like, that there ooh, I used to be in my bed, like <laughs> tossing and turning, dog. Like, like what is happening down there? Like, it was serious, man. Like, it it would it was so bad. Like, it would always be right at the good part. Yeah, because they used to do a lot of the squash matches early, and then in the yeah. second half, that's when they do the main, you know, the main talent would fight each other. And, and then they're talking the whole time. They're talking about. What matches are coming up and shit like that, and then next thing you know, like they're like, "Oh, Joe, come to bedtime." You know it's bedtime. And shit. Like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I used to, used to kill me. So you stand there on the steps, like still tra- act like you're going up the stairs and still listening to what's going on. <laughs> and Mario yeah. still like, "Joseph, get up here, Spanky Boy." A couple times, I know I snuck back down there, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how long I lasted before they found me. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then but see, luckily, I mean, it wasn't quite the same. But you know, they had. I remember we used to always have to on uh, Saturday morning, so that you could catch up. You had to watch that uh, WWF Mania with Todd Pettengill, little uh, oh, <laughs> the recap show, yeah, and get all that stuff. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Man. He was terrible. <laughs> it's like he was like Michael Cole before Michael yeah. Cole. Is that the one they always picked on and kicked around? Right, and then um, but the uh, I, I remember those recap shows. Yeah, like, yeah. So you at least get you at least got to see some of it, even though you didn't get catch, catch yeah, a lot. It was, you know, it was like highlights, but you know, I mean, but the fact they even had that, you know, we're lucky they. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. But here's the other thing about that, and this is why I bring that up because um, we were WCW fans until maybe about uh ninety four. And uh, or maybe ninety, I think it was ninety four. That was when Hulk Hogan, uh, jump ship, which was just uh, when Hulk Hogan left WWF. Yeah, and he went to WCW, uh, and you know it was almost like like I I mean over like the world was upside down because you know it's the face of one company going down here. Right. Uh, and they even mentioned it too. You know, he was walking. They had the whole procession of him walking through uh was it through orlando or whatever going down to the uh you know to the stadium and you're talking about you know five-time wwf champion and he's here and all that stuff like that and it didn't really seem like it mixed because wcw was so different back then you know it was like wwf is where you got the flash and the characters and a lot of the, the entertainment yeah, wcw was just it was, just, the, it was just like wrestling right. 
Right. Yeah, just the wrestling. So you got Hulk Hogan going in there who, I mean, one of the biggest names of all time. But, I mean, let's face it. He's not the best worker. He's not really a great in-ring guy. Uh, I thought I never really – I mean – you know, I think naturally everybody that, you know, when you're a kid, like, you probably naturally liked Hulk Hogan. But he, he he was pretty terrible in the ring. Like, I don't know how he even got that. <laughs> you know, I don't know how he got, like, to be where he was because, like, I'm still trying to figure out to this day who, who like, gets KO'd off of a leg drop. <laughs> Well, that's why you know wrestling is fake, first of all. But well, yeah, but that's why I was, you know, yeah. when, when I didn't think it was fake, you know, yeah. like, I'm like, well, when everybody else does a leg drop, like, they, you know, the dude pops right back up. What's so good about Hulk Hogan's leg drop? Exactly, exactly. But I'll give you, like, the kind of the, the history on that. Okay, so um, everybody had, like, their their guy they chose to be champion, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Back when the WWWF, wait, you know, way before any of our time, uh, you know, Bruno San Martino was the guy, and it's because he was from New York, and that was based out of New York. Uh, and you know, he had the look, whatever. So that would be the champion. And you know, even people say, you know, he wasn't really that great in the ring. It's just that you know he had the presence, and that's what they chose. You know, Hulk Hogan was Vince McMahon Jr. was the one he was like, you know, I want, I want him. You know, because he's got the charisma and he's going to be my champion, and so that's yeah. that's how Hulk, you know, Hulkamania was born. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, so we got him going on there, which seemed like a mismatch. But I mean, they tried to make it work, and then and then what happened is you keep seeing these uh WWF talent like Mean Gene, and then even Savage, and all these like ex WWF talent going down there, and that made WC that just changed the whole landscape of what WCW was, and so it just seemed like WWF, but not as good. So we stopped watching it, but you, because you couldn't watch Raw, you, they, I always watch Nitro. Well, no, no, this is before Nitro. I'm talking about, uh, it used to come on after, like after school hours, by the time you get home from school, Mm -hmm. WCW had, it was on one of those, like, it's called like Power Prime or something like that. It was like on one of those, uh. One of those uh, uh, sports networks they're not around anymore, and they had a they had a show on there, and so you watch that, and I'm like, why are you watching this? It's not good. He's like, you watch just because it was wrestling, and just, yeah. you know, you had time to watch it, and uh, but it's because of that that I want to say, and that's why it's important. You're how we kept our ear into what was going on in WCW, and so when the NWO thing happened, we knew about it because you were you were clued in from. Watching Ooh, that that's Power crazy because I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, man, because you because because you watched that Power Prime and then you started liking it, and yeah. then WCW Saturday Night would come on. Of course, you were up Saturday night uh, during like you know at six o'clock when that's on. So you would watch that, and that's when like Diesel and Razor Ramon showed up on TV over there, and we're like, what the fuck? And then you know, man, NWO yeah. things started happening. So yeah, that whole thing was crazy. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, you know, they had other people like uh, like Glacier and Ice Train and all these people. That <laughs> I don't really remember you knew better than I did because I'm like, I don't remember none of that shit. Yeah, uh, man, like, yeah, it was like just I, like weird, like guys that I would just like out of um, uh, WCW, like. I remember, like, uh, what was I think his name was like Brian Adams or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think they Brian were like. Adams. Yeah, 
Yeah, like I, I used to like just you know raving. I, I liked you know just random people. Um, like you know besides obviously like staying and you know the Steiners and all that. And, uh, uh, Lex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, but that WCW, they, I don't think they had like good characters. Like, I'm more so like them as like how they wrestled. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's another thing I want to bring up. So this is this is exactly why I'm, why I'm pointing you in this direction because okay, again, you know, you're the one who kept us our ears on the WCW. Um, you know, guys like Brian Adams and the the Armstrong brothers and um. I think who else? Uh, uh, uh Rath and Mortis. Like, yeah. You're telling, you, you telling me about those guys. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is they're kind of cool. Uh, but then, uh, Chris Benoit came up and he had those those matches with uh with Kevin Sullivan where they're going all in the bathroom and all the sta- all in the stands and all now, around. Chris Chris Benoit is is underrated. He is, but he will never be. They'll never up that rating after what happened with him which is unfortunate yeah but uh yeah. i mean you can't do that but yeah like but nah, yeah, he was he was like he was underrated because i feel like he had like he was one of those guys he had two finishers you know like he had the he had the diving headbutt and he had the, the save. Like, yeah that, you know, like, and then he would he would literally like not let up on you the whole match. Like he was exciting to watch. Yeah, and again, I knew all. I only knew that because of you. And you were telling me, no, you gotta watch <laughs> this guy, it's Chris Benoit. And that's when I think he went. He was fighting Kevin Sullivan in those matches. And then, yep. you know, I'm like, damn, this, this is pretty badass. You know, like, let me know when they whenever they fight or whenever he's fighting because I want to see what he's doing. And then the other thing was uh, Dean Malenko. Cause yeah. I didn't know the history. I didn't know I didn't know anything about the Malenko family and their history in wrestling. But you were telling me, oh yeah, I like this guy. He's cool. You know, watch this guy. And I mean, he's like one of the best technicians in the company, and really, I mean, of all time, you know, of his time, you know, he's definitely one of the best uh, ring technicians. But the thing about it is, you couldn't have been any older than like six or seven years old. What what six year old says, hey, my favorite wrestler is Dean Malenko? You know what I'm one that uh, <laughs> says he wants to go to wrestling college, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, all right, we gotta re- we gotta explain the origin of that one. Okay, because uh, wrestling, you know, for, for wrestling, choreographed, not real. Um, <laughs> we were watching. It was it was the '92 Olympics, and they were doing wrestling, and you were saying we were like, "Where's the ring?" I was like, "No, this is real wrestling. They do they use a mat and." This is like the kind of wrestling they do in college. It's like that. And you say, like, oh, I want to go to wrestling college. Yeah, and- I, thought, I thought wrestling college meant that I go to college <laughs> that's, and, that's I, and I'm going to be in the WWF. <laughs> and, and, of course, our sister never lets you hear the end of it. You know? No, man, that's still like, you know, I, I hear that every holiday. Oh, of course. You know, and you it's know, not her. You know, uh, and... You know, uh, recipes, Nana. Uh, she she never let me forget that either. Cause she, uh, you know, like she told me, like I will come to her like three years old and be like, 
Yeah, this is someone. This is so and so coming down the aisle. He's six foot this, and he from Boca Raton. And, uh, <laughs> this like she never let me forget that. Like she said that every time. Like yeah. I knew all the stats. I, like you know, like so. That was from the toys. Know, I want to say right. It was honest. They had those. Uh, they had those stat cards on the back of the box, and, and then <laughs> like memorize all the stats. Like I, I treated wrestling just like I treated, you know, basketball, things like that. Like so, I when I listened, you know, like watch ESPN or you know, uh, like actually watching the game. Like I used to remember everything like the announcer was saying because I wanted to make sure I had my shit right. Like so, like when when when. You know, pop started calling me coach, right? Cause you, yeah. That's why, because I, I could, I, rem, I always made sure I remembered all the stats. Yeah, you were and a statistician. I thought, you know, yeah, wrestling was a sport to me. So, <laughs> like back then, you know, like a real sport. So, you definitely was, were ahead of the game as far as you know, be, a, a kid would be. Well, you, you gotta know. think. I didn't. Uh, you know, like I just. Really, just like real young, I I started just you know like it wasn't normal for a child my age to be out the house with with this big brother like at that age. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I learned I I learned stuff quick. You know, like man, I never was really into like the stupid cartoons and all that stuff like that. Like it was like I like Batman wrestling and sports. Yeah, that's I guess that's true too. You know, we didn't uh, again. We'll have to have you come back here and talk about some of that because you know, uh, yeah, he'd be like four years old. I'd take him around the neighborhood with us. You know, with, uh, with my friends, wherever we go, walk to this candy store or other people's house to play Sega or whatever else we had going on. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, that's my brother. He's gonna be he'll be hanging out with us today. You know, and it was cool. Yeah, I know you used to hate that shit, though. <laughs> uh, you know, at first, because it was like, I'd be going out, I'm going to go out, and then, like, you know, the, you know, he would never want me to leave, because, I mean, <laughs> sister, I mean, you know, they, they get closer later, but back then, <laughs> not so much. She'd go off in a room and just be by herself. You know, he'd just be stuck there watching Young and the Wrestles and shit with my mom. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, so I made it, like, a couple of days Whatever, a week. Like, okay, shit. a couple of days a week, I'll take you with me. And then it became like you know, eventually like it just get, just became normal. You know, I'm going outside. You coming? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After after the first time, like you got to think we used to, you know, besides, um, like just like coming out and hanging out with you. So man, we used to ride our bikes for hours. Yeah, you know, like and I'm. Literally four and five years old, like, <laughs> like you know. So yeah, like it was like uh, all the information I got, um, like about wrestling and stuff like that. It just like, like from from you, Jeff, uh, you know, because you guys were telling me about stuff before I didn't even knew who the people were. So it was right. just like I I just soaked it all up, and then after that I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, that was the best shit in the world to me. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's like I guess the early mid '90s. So let's get to the uh, you know the same thing we did with Ray, man. Let's get to the uh, the real pinnacle right here, man. We start moving into the Attitude Era. 
Yep. Okay, NWO is in full swing over on WCW. Um, I watched for a while, and then I just I would I you know it became like you know where a lot of people would flip back between the two, or like you know maybe one guy, you know he was a WCW fan, but he flipped whenever Stone Cold Steve Austin was on. I'd be watching Raw, but then a flip to see like when the NWO was on, or you know Rey Mysterio Jr. who was down there, or uh, whoever else I liked. Uh, and eventually just kind of became like, you know what? Now nah, this is it. WWF is it. I'll catch WCW on the recap, you know. Yeah. But you kind of you were still kind of juggling both and watching them both, man. But yeah, I, mean, I really didn't care. Like it, wrestling, like, I, just wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, of course, I, I liked watching WWF way better. No, of course. But, you know, I had to watch what I had to watch. So, you know, I, I take it out and <laughs> I came. Yeah. So uh so so what is so what are your best memories out of this man out of this this point I mean man you know. I was pissed off when Diesel and Scott Hall left like when they went to the WCW I'm like man what the hell is going on like I, I was pissed off like cuz like Razor Ramon is one of my favorite wrestlers so yeah uh <laughs> Oh, were you happy when uh, when Jr. brought him back on Raw? <laughs> oh, I mean, when he brought back Diesel and Razor Ramon in, in air quotes. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was garbage. I'm glad they abandoned that pretty quick. Yeah, that was, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, um, like, but then. It was like you know I was I was watching WCW too, so like like it was cool like how they came in and it was like it really felt like they actually weren't supposed to be there. Yeah, like when they came in, like they were like bullying people and taking over the announcing booth. And yeah, and, and and Bischoff even asked him, "Do you guys work for the WWF?" He just uh, said, "Like you know why we're here," <laughs> and kicked his ass. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like it, it. It felt like I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is kind of cool. So then, um, like when they they got with Hulk, I wasn't too really necessarily excited about that. But I like once the whole little NWO thing came about, like they were spray painting people, like beating people's heads in with chairs, and you know, uh, just tearing shit up. Like it was cool for a while, but then. They ruined it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely wrote themselves into a court. There was no end game. Yeah, yeah. And and then like it was like half the whole WCW was in NWO. Right. And then what sense did it make? Because now it's like, okay, so everybody in WCW, so, are they all face everybody's <laughs> heel now? Or are they, they fight yeah. each other still? So there's no there's no, you know, hero and villain. Like it's like everybody is just joining different like they had like three different factions of it or something like that like yeah it got to be a mess like they had what the they had the regular nwo the wolf pack yeah nwo latino uh like they did they did too much with that like then and that's when it got corny and i think that's like that's when i really like stopped caring about wcw period yeah, they're crazy. Except for, except for that game. Woo! Oh, dear. Now that, now that set the blueprint for every wrestling game 
ever to come out. And yeah, so you and I, we definitely need to talk about this because uh, <laughs> well, we uh, spent plenty of hours uh, on it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we had the N64. Didn't have the PlayStation yet. Um, yep. But we had the N64, and luckily we did. You know, this is one of the reasons why I say, you know, I regret having the 64 because it didn't have as many good games. But glad we had it because of some of the games that we did have. Ooh. And that first, that first WCW versus NWO World Tour, that was that was good. That was one of the best we'd seen from wrestling in a while. Yep, I but, know exactly where you're going with this. But but what was <laughs> on was that was revenge. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, that changed everything. Like that that game was perfect. Like for that time, that game was perfect. It like, had it had so many characters. It had, you know, your little customizable things or whatever, and the gameplay was just fluid. Like, it was perfect. It was perfect. And, like, even down to the details where, like, uh, La Parca was in the game, and he came out of the ring with a chair already in his hand because that's what he did in real life. Yeah. You know? So, it was like, we're looking at this shit like, oh, my God, it's, like, the real thing. <laughs> yeah. And then over on the WWF side, they had Warzone, which we liked because, it, I mean, oh, it was a WWF man. game. And now that I look back, though, it's yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, it doesn't hold up at all. Those button combinations to do the moves, it doesn't hold up at all. But at the time, we were pretty excited about it. And of course, that was the first one that we had anyway. There might have been games before it, but first one we had where you could actually create someone from the ground up. Yeah. So we. Yeah, <laughs> uh, even yeah I remember I stayed up. I stayed up all night. Uh, I think. Uh, we, I think we rented it from Blockbuster, <laughs> and we yeah, only yeah, had. We, uh, we stole it. I don't know how many times. No, I mean this was the first time. I think we rented <laughs> it a few times. But yeah, then now that's a whole different story. But I, I remember like the first time we got it. Uh, like you know, we used to have to take turns, and you know, it wasn't really that much multiplayer stuff to do. So. Right. Uh, we used to have to take turns. I remember everybody went to sleep, and I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm finna blaze this motherfucker. Like, and I stayed up all night and played the little career mode or whatever it was and uh, and won the Intercontinental Championship or something like that. Like, <laughs> did something wild, and the sun was coming up, and I finally had to go to sleep and whatever. But, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Back to that story, though. Uh, yeah, that that Warzone game is somewhere around here, somewhere, man. <laughs> Last time I you checked, can't, I can't get rid of it. Place, but it keeps coming back up. We thought the thing, yeah. Right, people, so what happened is we rented. No, this game. I have, I have literally thrown that game away like five <laughs> or six times. It's kind of like that copy of Iggy's, Iggy's Wrecking Balls that keeps showing back up. Or that that I'm uh, really sure how we got that either. That that wooden elephant. Ah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we're not talking about that today. No, <laughs> I still don't even know where that. I've been throwing that thing away a bunch of times in the show. Pops up somewhere. Yeah, but uh, okay. So we rented Warzone from Blockbuster. Uh, took it back. You know, after the five days, uh, rented it again. <laughs> took it back. You know, it was a couple weeks later. We rented it and took it back. Rented it again, and a pops is like, "Oh, do you take the game back?" And he forgot. And then <laughs> never had a blockbuster membership since. <laughs> weeks went by. <laughs> yeah. Weeks went by, man. That game. 
Halo losses forgotten we even had it. And I don't even think we were even playing it anymore at that point, but we still just had it. It just sitting there in the, in the blockbuster box. Yep. And the, the, the white and the white, blue and yellow yeah. box, like the big, yeah. look like a VHS is in there. <laughs> yeah. And he had that box. It's in, and years went oh, by. Yeah. That box. I saw, I, no, trust me, I saw it. Yeah. a year ago or less than that, probably. But do you remember that one time I uh we when you told me you found it and I was over there, and so we hooked up uh, uh Nelson sixty four <laughs> and just started playing it like just play it just feel like you're playing it until uh he comes back and he walks he walks in and it's like player two is in a world of hurt his eyes are glazed over he's like okay I didn't expect to see this <laughs> yeah man like no. Nah. No, didn't he say, uh, <laughs> what the hell are you doing playing Warzone? <laughs> uh, what did he do? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. But then, uh, <laughs> so then, um, all right, so then we fast forward just a bit here, and all of a sudden, THQ, lo- or oh, WWF license, they say, screw WCW, they dump them or let their contract run out. They pick up WWF and they make WrestleMania 2. Yes. Yes. And which pops on that formula, uh, and then just the crowning achievement was no mercy. Man, no mercy was the best. It still is. I think everybody still has at the top of like the best wrestling like, games. I haven't played like since since it's been like uh you know PS3 and Xbox One, Xbox you know the PS4. I haven't played any wrestling games at all, so I don't know like how, what the quality of them are now, but. That no mercy was like, yeah, I could literally sit there on a Saturday and just like me and you could. We created our own thing in our head, like our own characters and everything, and just you know, created a tag team and just like played it all day, like literally, like that. That game that was the best game, period. We had our own rules. We had our own. Um, yeah. Because, like, I, the team, we called the team the Devastators. And yep. we made, because you create a belt, and all you really did was, like, take one of the existing belts and rename it. So the hardcore yeah, championship like belts, we, look over the right, we made it into a, uh, we made it into the uh, a tag team hardcore belt. And it's called the Devastator Championship. And the only way you could win that belt is in a no pin, you know, no disqualifications, no pins. It was all, yeah, and it, yeah, tornado. Yeah, tornado tag. So it was elimination tag. And you had to knock yeah. them out. There was no pinning or submission. You got to be knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) And those matches would take forever. Hey, we had some ill finishes too. Man. And then then we started doing that ladder ladder match. Oh, yeah. And then because that was the first game that had ladder matches in it, I want to say. Yeah. It would be like one person would be like, man, go go knock this dude, throw him out the ring, and then go go get the belt, go get the belt. Yeah, okay, defend the ladder. Don't let him knock it over. <laughs> yeah, because the ladder would get the wobble, and you had to get it just right. So, And then I want to yeah, say also, we foretold, we, we foretold the Money in the Bank uh, event because if you played a ladder match with no title on the line and just put a suitcase up there, Yep. Like what the suitcase? We're just like, uh, that's the money. You gotta get it's it's called the get the money uh match or something. So uh we have to go up there and get the money. And that's how we did it. And so uh and, and then lo and behold, some years later, 
in WWF or WWE, they actually do that now, where it's like yep. they cash in for a title shot, you know. But yeah, I think they first did that with the Hardy Boys or something. Uh, uh, it was one of the Hardy Boys, I think. The Money in the Bank match. And was that what it? I I don't remember. See this. I think it was. I think it was Matt Hardy. Uh, uh, I think he had the. Yeah, it was like a you know the briefcase and all that. Like a, you know, because remember they used to always do the ladder matches and all that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they invented tables, ladders, and chairs. Basically, man, that was a crazy time too. Like the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys. And yeah. who else was uh, it? Edge and Christian. Yeah, Edge and Christian, man. Like I, I hated Edge and Christian, but they, but they did, like they did, make those matches good, though. Oh yeah, definitely. They were great workers. Um, you know, uh, and I'll never forget the time we were watching that Tables and Ladders and Chairs DVD downstairs at uh, Granny's house because <laughs> he just got it, and she was like. She didn't understand what all the tables and the whole was, yeah. was going on there. <laughs> Why they had ladders in the ring? Said because they got to go up there and get the money. She's like, well, "What's that got to do with boxing? <laughs> Why? We're not watching boxing, right? But oh man, well, do you remember that 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 uh that that lunchbox that? Is now you know uh, pops uh, stores for his hair clippers. You remember that that lunchbox that used to be in the in in Granny's uh, little closet downstairs with the rest. They had the wrestlers in it. We used to always go and get it. Oh, you talking about my old Go Bots? Uh, yeah, from like nineteen eighty three. Yeah, Go Bots. <laughs> it's still. It, I, it's literally ten feet away from me right now. I'm pretty sure it is. He ain't get rid of it. It's still nah, there. He keeps his clippers in there. Yeah. Uh, like, that's that's just crazy. Like, we used to keep the, like, the G.I. Joe's, the wrestlers in there. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I know what you're talking about. The wrestler. That was in that. It was a purple. It was a Mad Balls lunchbox. Mad Balls. Okay. They had all that, uh, those, those wrestlers and G.I. Joe's and stuff in it. That's another thing, too, you know, going back to you playing with toys because we had wrestlers, but then you even had Ninja Turtles who became wrestlers. You had G.I. Joe's who became wrestlers. Oh yeah, I had a whole thing in my Batman head. Became wrestlers. <laughs> I had a whole. I had a. I made my own federation in my head. Hell yeah! Like so, it was like that's what I had to play with. So like, and they are definitely about to wrestle. So <laughs> you know, like I didn't care like if it was real or not. You know, like um, and a lot of times, like what was cool about GI Joe's is they moved. Yeah, like. Before, uh, like right before I quit playing with toys, WWF started making toys that could actually like had bendable joints and stuff like that. Right, that's what I was talking but, about. That stuff. But with GI Joe's, you know, like you and Jeff taught me how to, you know, what I'm saying, take a GI Joe apart, like put yeah, a but, put a screwdriver in his back and take his whole body apart and put him back together. So even if I even if I broke him. I knew how to put them back together. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I had, had that, a whole uh, shit. You remember storylines and shit? Like, <laughs> man, listen. Remember, the mom was gonna kill us that one day because uh, she had that gauze tape, and the kind that you just like, kind of. Um, and I don't know why. It's not like anybody got 
injured or burnt up that much, <laughs> but you know, whatever. But you just it, it stuck together like you folded on itself. You didn't need a to tie it off or anything like that. Yeah. So we would like cut off pieces of that gauze tape and put it on their arms or legs or something like that. It's supposed to be injured. <laughs> wasted all that gauze tape. Uh, but um, yeah, that uh. Man, it, what was cool about the GI Joe's also, you know, again talking about the moves, you could actually make headlocks or uh, and leg yeah. locks and all that kind of stuff. Like, like I, that. man, look, I would be like Dean Malenko in the <laughs> ring. Like, I would have them putting each other in holds and all, uh, sharpshooter, figure four, all that. Like, you couldn't do that with the with the regular wrestling figures. Like the GI Joe's, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, man. And I, I, uh, I forgot what was the dude name that had uh. I don't know, man. He was he had like a red streak in his hair. He had a box. It was and I was just talking about that with uh, Ghost because he looked just like Steve. Yeah, yeah. I used to pretend like he was him. Yeah, that's because so, you, you know, like because he's the one who told me yeah. that. Because I didn't know who Sting was back then when he and then when I saw <laughs> the Sting poster that he had in his wall, and I was like, oh, is that who you use Road Pig Road Pig for? He's like, yeah, that's Sting. Yeah, like so it was like the GI Joes. You find who they look like, and then <laughs> they're. All of a sudden, you know, you got your wrestling figure. Yep. <laughs> and you actually had the actual ring, so you didn't have to build it. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I had the ring, and, yeah, and then you ruined it. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, these are back in the days. You know, we used to, you know, kids, messy room, trip over something, whatever. I tripped over something and landed. He had his, his ring. Broke my upside. corner post. Yeah, his ring was, like, upside down, like, on the posts. Because <laughs> you used to make G.I. Joe hideouts out of that ring. You know, I did. Yeah, no, and and like the bottom part was like the jail or something like that, like where you put them under the jail or something. But then, uh, you, <laughs> so I trip, I fell back, and my ass lands like one of the corner posts, bends it, breaks it. So of course the uh the the, the ropes don't stay on there anymore. And for a while, for a while, he just kept playing with it with the uh <laughs> with the triangle <laughs> that it made, <laughs> and then eventually just said screw it, took the whole thing off and. Still use the ring though for forever. Oh, I use that ring Ropes. for like maybe six, seven years. Yeah, and like yeah, I, I wouldn't have, I don't have any ropes on it, but I got these GI Joes, and I had uh, I used to take a um, like I used to take like the board out of a board game or something like that, or a checkerboard. I used to make that the match. Yeah, and. You know, I I had the whole thing going on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like it was, I was actually like making entertainment. Yeah, it was. I mean, they power of unlimited imagination, man. <laughs> Y'all had it too. But uh, so uh, another thing that uh, that kind of want to bring up also. Well, first of all, do you watch any of the um? No. In the per- okay, yeah. <laughs> so. I don't even need to go into that with you, you know. Yeah, it's it's. I was, you know, uh, uh, my kids watch it, so they're they watch wrestling. Yeah, I. So to explain again for the people who didn't hear the last episode, um, because you know I, you know, oh, you and I both, yeah, we both listen to um Stone Cold's podcast, yeah, Steve Austin show, Swigger Beer, Swigger, Swigger Beer for the working man. Am I? I'm a swig one right now. Hold on, <laughs> and beer for breakfast, your liquid breakfast, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But uh, I also listen to uh, Ric Flair's Wu Nation show. Do you did you ever ch- pick that one up? Ah, I haven't got a chance. I got too much, too many going on at once. Yeah, can, yeah. 
Yeah, but it's fucking great. And um, what he kept talking about was his daughter Charlotte, and he kept talking. They keep, they talk about the NXT product a lot, which is kind of like uh, kind of like the D League yeah. for wrestling. And it's not bad. It's kind of it's it's very no frills, um, you know, smaller arena. And it's basically just people just competing for the top spot. And it's you know it's 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 okay. You know, it's definitely yeah. different. It's a lot different from the WWF product. You know, they actually use the word wrestling. Huh? What a concept. Uh, or they the women's division actually and the tag team division is actually changing. What that's really what's changing the face of the WWF now because they did it so much in NXT. So now the real you know WWF Prime has actually got legit women wrestlers and trying to build a legit tag team division again. You know right. because of what's been happening in NXT. But so uh, Flair talks about his daughter Charlotte and she's a Divas champion and all that stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding? Hold on, I gotta see this. So I was I was on Hulu. Another thing. That's another thing. Uh, Raw, Raw is three hours long. Who the fuck needs three hours of wrestling? <laughs> or and it's not even wrestling. I'm sure it's all talking. Because Hulu chops it down to about it's, an hour and wait, a half. Wait, hold on. It's three hours right it's now. Three hours, and Hulu chops it down to an hour and a half. I'm like, I would watch five minutes of it. <laughs> Hulu chops that shit down to an hour and a half. You understand what I'm saying here? They're cutting out really? a lot of stuff, and it's still making it. You oh, know, so you're saying like it's a bunch of bullshit? Basically. Oh, it's got to be. But you know, um, so so I was searching through a bunch of episodes of Raw or SmackDown trying to find Charlotte match, and I saw it. She's actually she's damn good, actually, and she is. She's Ric Flair. 2.0 um and i mean i mean all the way down to the cheating and bullshitting and showboating <laughs> and still really good wrestler you know yeah rick flair that, that was like what got him by you know yeah you know so uh yeah that's that's her but i was watching okay she's good so um the girls happened to be in there while i was kind of going through that yeah. so it was the next day a couple days later they were off from school and i was home from work uh for the morning and uh, Karina wakes up and I was like, I was just, just chilling on the computer. She wasn't hungry. She didn't want anything for breakfast yet. And I said, okay, we want to watch something. She's like, wrestling. I was like, you want to watch? What? <laughs> okay, sure. I'll put on wrestling. And then her sister woke up and then they both end up shotgunning all these old, ep- all these episodes, like it was probably a month's worth of episodes up there. And they watched all that shit and got themselves hooked. And so now, what? I'm following stuff and like, you know, I'm seeing like third and fourth generation people, like, and I'm telling them, like, you know, who. They know Ric yeah. Flair was. So I'm showing up footage That's of who Ric Flair was. Uh, this guy Bray Wyatt, who is um, IRS's son, Barry Windham's nephew. You know, um, bunch of cat. You know, uh, this guy Roman Reigns, who's supposed to be a top guy, even though uh, it seems like people don't really like him. But uh, he's Rock's cousin. Rock, you know, Rock's got a few cousins in there right now. I mean, it's it's. I I say that they've got some good things going, but it's they're still stuck in that whole. Nah, like Roman Reigns guy. I don't think Look, it can get back, man. I, well, here's what they here's what they're doing though. Here's why McMahon really needs to he needs to, he needs to step down, you know. And he he's not going to, but he's stuck in the same ideas. Like he's still trying to do the whole Stone Cold thing, where the authority is against the good guys and trying to keep them down. So who like is this, the guy? Who who is the, uh, McMahon? And um, you know, he shows up once in a while, but Triple H and Stephanie, Stephanie, oh, Stephanie is a bitch. Oh, she plays it really good too. I will say that, man. Stephanie is an asshole. But, but, but who who is like the Stone Cold now? It's Roman Reigns. But the problem is, everybody cheered for Stone Cold. People don't cheer for Roman Reigns. So clearly, it seems like you know he's, he's not. See, I think they just need to go back to letting everybody come up with their own ideas. They need to just go back to letting the authority play the background and just let the wrestling be wrestling. When, you know, 
you gotta think, bro. Like the best, the best time period in wrestling was when Stone Cold hit, DX hit, Rock decided. You know when he went solo, like those were the that that was it. Like I don't like you know when I you know apparently the Stone Cold thing happened on accident just because he was actually really going off on this man in real life right so yeah. so i mean like you, i think they should just let people like be more of themselves and just just create their own character yeah and everything like, is so that's another thing everything's so goddamn scripted now like uh yeah, and, 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 and they they script stupid. most of these people I, I thought it just sounded scripted but no actually a lot of these people's promos are scripted like they, didn't even like they really now. have other people writing. Like so, there's a board of people who actually write a lot of these promos. So like the only like you know there's some people who actually do really well and can kind of go off on their own and do it, and you can tell everybody else. You can actually tell they're reading from, you know, they memorize a, uh, a cue card or wrote it on their wrist or something because it sounds terrible. Man, so I mean they got some good things going, but at the same time I can't watch it if they aren't. Nah, you know what I'm saying? It's so hard to watch. Like by myself, <laughs> I, I forced myself to do it in preparation for this episode, just so I had something to compare to. Yeah. The last couple of months, I've been watching, and plus, people a lot of people complain about what's going on, and I said, "Well, let me watch for a couple months so I can see how this stuff plays out because it's always a long game, you know." Yeah. And I've been trying. It's so hard to I've watch. I've been on like half the. It's hard. The last time, <laughs> the last time I like actually. Actually, like, watched it. Like, I was just flipping through channels and had nothing to watch. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let me see what's going on in, you know, WWE. And I'm looking, and it's like 75% of it was just like skits. Yeah, it's all talking, man. But it's, and the, but they're like, they're censoring everybody and, uh, you know, like, just making it, like, I guess, you know, well, they said they want to make it family-friendly and all this stuff like that, but... Well, that that actually is a good thing, because, you know, <laughs> what, 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 why the Attitude Era got to be shitty, you know, besides the fact there's no competition anymore, is that, you know, it you can only take that stuff so far until it got to the point where they even running out of ideas, like, their tops, you know, they're... they're they got hot les. They got two two chicks making out in the ring called hot lesbian action. It was an actual segment <laughs> called that. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what you knew. Okay, they hit the wall. Maybe it's time to reset and try something else. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, for, uh, so it was good that they did that, but they still. I gotta say, changes. but but I gotta say, uh, Godfather have had one of the most legendary interviews ever. <laughs> you know, Godfather's going into the uh, Hall of Fame this year too. Oh yeah. Yeah, Godfather, Jackie. Uh, Sting, the Freebirds, and some uh, Boss Man, and somebody else I thought too. I forgot. Mm. Yeah, but uh, okay. So 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 um, I, I'm sorry I skipped ahead because I just asked you a question if you were watching the, any of the uh, any of the uh, current stuff at all. You know, I'm I've kind of got an ear in, but again, when WrestleMania is over, I'm done, and then yeah. I'm done watching. I'm done forcing myself to do it by myself now. I'll catch stuff when they're watching, but that's about it. Although I do really like Bray Wyatt. I like their Wyatt family shit. That's kind of dope. Um, and I like some of these women characters like Charlotte. Um, but uh, the other thing we got to bring up is uh, ECW, man. Because you and oh, I are the ones who that finally went national. Dude, and literally we know the company was about to fall apart. But we, you, and I were, you and I were fans. We were into that. 
Hell yeah. Dude, like, still to this day, like, I try to find matches with uh, Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn. Woo! Like, those, that, that was what got me into ECW. The first time I ever watched it, it was Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn, and they beat the shit out of each other. I'm talking about, like, terribly like you look like how are these guys still getting up and it was just move after move breaking table at the table and jumping off the top of hope to the outside of the ring like like after that like ecw was you know for a while that was like something that i look forward to like like you know you say like we know you know that they were they were, uh, you know, like basically going out of business or whatever. But yeah, like geez. for that short time, like it was good. It was magic. And then uh, I actually remember like the new Jack. <laughs> oh, that crazy bastard! He would climb up in the in the rafters and jump down into the ring. Yeah, and like set tables on fire and like <laughs> throw people through them off the balcony and like it was just craziness man like and then uh what's his who was the commentator for that joey, joey styles yeah. who's gonna go for it all he'll think of some wacky stuff watch this look out oh my god <laughs> yeah like <laughs> that was good uh, haku uh oh haku was a legend yeah yeah uh like, Man, a lot of those, uh, most, I actually liked the majority of the Sandman. Man, like, yeah, I, Sandman. I, I liked the majority of the ECW wrestlers. And remember, we uh, that was like one of the first DVDs I bought, you know, when I first got, I got PS2. Yeah. And I bought I yeah. bought the Matrix and I bought uh, I bought this ECW uh, anthology. Didn't you Every have Sunday. it on VHS too? Nah, not VHS. I had it on uh, DVD. Uh, oh yeah, you had the, the VHS was the all the old WWF tapes. Yeah, and that's all the stuff that I was about to throw away uh, once I got <laughs> finally was out of wrestling. Um, but but okay, so we're talking about that last period of like Flash of greatness with ECW. What was it that actually finally made you get out of wrestling though? Because I can tell you, um, um, I can tell you with me, it was definitely the um, you know I I was tuning out anyway. I was just kind of getting bored with it. And that happened anyway. I mean, there would be months where I just wouldn't watch. But then when Vince bought WCW, I got back in. Like, oh, okay, cool. Because I, I want to see how this works. And then it turned out to be not so yeah, good. Yeah. And the shows got worse because, again, there's nothing to compete against. So he just was free to just be his yep. crazy self. And so that's what killed it for me. And then I will say the final jump the shark moment was uh, some months later, I checked in just to see. You know, if it got any better. And the first thing I see is uh, Stone Cold in the ring and Stephanie McMahon singing, You Are the Wind Beneath My Ring. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm done. Oh my god! Uh, I'm done. 
Man, that was the worst like, shit. And I threw those tapes in the trash can. <laughs> that was the worst shit. <laughs> what about you, man? Nah, like, really, I wasn't too far behind you, like, because I think we pretty much stopped watching at the same time once we, like, it just became bullshit to us. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was a joke. Like, before, like, you took it, you know, it, uh, like all the way serious like it's like yeah like i hope so-and-so doesn't lose or i hope this and this happens and whatever like just like you do with a real sport yeah you know so like but once we like your favorite action tv show i mean you know you want to know what happens like once they changed it into like a soap opera kind of thing you know it's it's always been a soap opera but when you mean like you know when the, the 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 talking took the took precedent over the wrestling yeah and it's like and it's like um it's like going from uh oh yeah i just i just saw this good documentary uh uh yesterday or whatever then uh, you find out that it's really loving hip-hop you know like <laughs> that's how it was for me <laughs> like I like I, I I thought everything was legit like for a long time, and then like once I found out it was just like like once they really started just bullshitting, just making up retarded uh, like angles and just unbelievable stuff, and just like after that I was like, you know what, um, uh, you can have this, you know, <laughs> like. I'll I'll forever cherish the golden era of wrestling, but that, mm -mm. yeah. Then for men, I mean, the only way I, the only way, the only reason I even know names in wrestling going forward is from the video games, you know, from PS2 and stuff. But I wouldn't have actually seen these guys fight or anything. I'd just be like, okay. But uh, well. I mean, I guess we can start to wrap it up. Um, you know, we'll we'll get to your list here in a second. But uh, anything else you want to add, real quick, before we do that? Um, before I even get to my list, uh, Val Venus was legendary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was funny, and the fact that he would actually splash on you and call it the money shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you know. I don't think any of us have seen straight up porn nah, movies yet, so we didn't I know the. Did. Yeah, I know you definitely didn't, but I know I hadn't yet. You know, it'd be a while. Uh, and I, of course, wasn't familiar with the lingo, so talk about the money shot. I'm surprised no one overheard us and be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> like, this, this shit used to throw me off. Like, when he when he would come down there with the hello, ladies. <laughs> and, and, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm thinking, like, what is he doing? Like... <laughs> And that really? music too, man. It was all saxophone. Yeah, it sounds like a porno. <laughs> but uh, that, um, let me see. Uh, I think um, Papa Shango scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that's a man. That's still a really creepy ass character too. When you look back at it, for real. Um, I was glad when Paul Bird died. You were glad. No, I mean not in real life. I mean, oh, oh, on on TV. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I hated him. He creeped me out. Like he was scarier than the Undertaker to me. 
man, but I used to love those promos they used to do, you know, back behind, you know, in front of a in front of a green screen with their logo behind them. Yeah. And he 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 started out here to earn in his hand. Oh yeah. No yeah, man, that, no that is. Undertaker would creep me out, man. It was great because he'd do that, and then Jake and Undertaker wouldn't say anything. You wouldn't even see his face because he had his hat, his hat over his face, bent down. Yep. He finished what he said, and then he slowly chose his head up. Snake Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> they pay the price for betrayal. You'll pay for your life. And then just bend his head down. Like <laughs> that's all he yeah. said. That shit was great. Man. Say say four words the whole interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, I definitely, I definitely hated, uh, definitely hated him. Um, let me see. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. Let me get to my list. All right, all right. So, uh, your top five wrestlers, and uh, are they are are you saying them in order, or are they in no particular order? And also, how did you come up with it? Like, what were your what were your criteria? Um. I'm not gonna, really gonna put it in the order because I kind of cheated a little bit and I had more than five. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. So, I mean, uh, well, I tell you one that is my favorite, Shawn Michaels. All right, <laughs> definitely uh, a lot of greats of all time list. So, I got uh, Razor Ramon. All right, of course, Stone Cold. Yes. Um, now, when you say Razor Ramon, are you just talking about the Razor Ramon character, or do you mean the Scott Hall as well? Okay. You know, yeah, his whole, his whole thing. Got you. All right. <laughs> um, then I got a... Uh, what's that? Three? Uh, I got a... Uh, I got the Rock, because he had a... Like, he he took over for, like, some years, like, when Stone Cold was... Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And, uh, um, Psycho said... <laughs> yeah, we loved. Uh, I don't know about the Cycle Sid era as much, but I know we definitely love Sid Vicious. Well, Sid Vicious, period. You know, Vicious Sid. Justice. Yeah, like, that's my guy. So, uh, like, then, like, when are you ever going to see like a six foot nine white dude with a Jerry curl? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, that curl going in, he is popping. And then, like, then, like, he would like. He was the first one I really seen like do like a crazy power bomb. Yeah, I wanna uh and then, I wanna you know he used to shout out before he power bomb. Yep. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, that so nasty. Oh. Yeah. And then um Yeah, Oh, and uh I gotta throw uh I gotta throw the new age outlaws in there. Okay, all right. So that's that's five. But I got, I think, Tatanka. <laughs> Dude, I was wondering. I I was wondering when you were gonna bring him up because that was your bo- man when you were little. Man, that was your boy. boy. You used to yeah. do the shout. Mm-hmm. And then he would do <laughs> take off down to the ring, and then he'd do the little dance in the ring before. <laughs> And then he would never. I mean, he went like a good two years before he ever lost a match. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tatanka was great. Yeah, that was that was like him. Him and Shawn Michaels uh, and Razor Ramon was my favorite of all time. But everybody else I named, they were just great. Like for the time. Um, let me see. I, I thought I had one more. No. Okay. Well, do you need my interests too? 
Yeah, how about that interest music, man? So, uh, uh, what, what are your favorite songs? It's not. I, I, I'm looking at it as the whole entrance. Oh, the whole not, entrance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bet. Let's do it. Okay. Ultimate Warrior. Everybody's got that one so far, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rick Root. He's simply ravishing. Oh man! Oh that yeah, that was yeah. He's a legend. <laughs> like that dude is crazy. Cut the music. What I'd like to have right now is for all you nothing happening, insignificant, wormed face wannabes. Keep your mouth shut while I take my robe off and show you what a real champion is supposed to look like. Hit the music. Yeah, cut the music. And he, and he goes off on the whole crowd. Like, <laughs> I, this shit was classic every time. So, yeah, then we got Godfather with the whole train. Come get on back. Of course. Now, um, and, and and we also gotta gotta mention, um, you know how a lot of matches where he would either say, "Do you want to fight?" or "Do you want one of my hoes?" Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and there were a couple times when that backfired, and it was pretty funny. Bro, like that, that whole thing was like that. Would, that could never happen today. So oh, it's no. just it's legendary. You know what I'm saying? So, um, still talking interests. Is, um, I like the like as far as music. I think uh, like Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker said, of course, when you know you hear the Stone Cold glass break. Of course, 
Yeah, that's me. That's that's. Me. But then, um, just interests. Period. I got a few more. <laughs> Hell, let's go. Let's have them. Bushwhackers. <laughs> That shit was funny as hell. Uh, do you used to have a Bushwhackers hat? I don't know. I think you did. I, 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 I want to say you did. Somebody had a Bushwhackers did. hat. Yeah. But uh, I I thought uh, Tatanka. Tatanka was sick with the he would just run down and just you know just like kind of ultimate warrior right yeah so then uh the road warriors Like, you know, when they had they, they had their pads on just coming down, like, man, like, it was intimidating, you know, like, yeah, it was like, yeah. they're about to be some ass. And I never forget and, that, uh, that documentary, uh, Royal Warriors documentary, and of course, uh, Hawk's oh, not with us shit. anymore, but Animal, when he was talking about how, uh, <laughs> how he came up with the haircuts, or how Hawk came with the haircuts, he said, yeah, he went and got his, uh, he got his hair buzzed down the middle. And he said, there, <laughs> now you just get yourself a mohawk. And then in this pattern, it looks like I, it looks like you plug into me and there were brothers. He's like, he's like, yeah, great. This is the hair I'm out to have for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. It's like, yeah, you, know, you guys still have to do, conduct regular life outside of, outside like, of TV. Hey, animals, <laughs> animals just looking like really, like, that's what you decided on. Right. <laughs> But uh, I got man, I got a few more though. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, of course, man. Oh! That two by four, like, legendary. Then, I think my favorite one might be the New Age Outlaws. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! And I wonder, I always wonder who 
you know, I have to find out who came up with that, you know, for them to do that. Because they had the song. I mean, the song was already there. Cause, but that was them on the mic actually filling in everything else. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, that was dope. Like, you know, like, you come, like, there were, you know, DX was the biggest thing, period. So, you, like, and they come down, oh, you didn't know? Oh, it's better call somebody. <laughs> like, man, that, like, I seen something on YouTube with Billy Gunn shooting on uh, the WWF forever saying that they, he, he, Somebody they ruined his career or whatever. I'm like, man. Yeah, I've seen had I, more, I saw something like that too. Like yeah. you're at, you've had more shots with crap than everybody and most people, man. You first of all, you came into the you came in on the smoking guns, this lame cowboy gimmick that nobody. Was like, like, where, where's Bart Gun at that? Where's Bart? Where's Bart Gun? You want to talk on that level? Where's well, he, he at? Like, oh, he was rockabilly too. Huh? Yeah, after that, then he got with the honky talk man as rockabilly. And then, yeah, that's when Road Dog uh, came and got him because right, he left Jeff to, Jarrett. Right, they got to be the New Age Outlaws, and you got to be part of DX. And you held the Intercontinental Belt and the World Tag Team Belts. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, I, um, <laughs> both of them. I, I I seen an interview with them not too long ago that was like um uh, like saying like that like the guy asked him like uh what do you see wrong with the with the you know the company nowadays or whatever and they're like oh we're not on top i'm like dude you you guys are 50 with the same gimmick yeah and road dog said out his mouth like i could never have made it as a wrestler by myself if it wasn't for hardcore matches or me being teamed up with you know billy like because if you think about it he really was terrible yeah he was remember when he came out uh after they they put on a good show yeah, because after Jeff Jarrett, then he became the new Double J, Jesse James, because yeah. he was supposed to supposedly the the one who was really singing the country songs, and Jeff Jarrett was mm-hmm. taking credit. <laughs> what a shitty, what a shitty story, by the way. But uh, yeah, I mean, no one who who, who would, I I know I wanted to see that guy get his ass kicked. I didn't like you know, J- Double J, Jesse James. I, I liked uh, I liked Road Dog once he got in the, uh, like the hardcore lane. Yeah, and that's. It, that that was always interesting to me, and I've said it before, because he's not a name that you associate with hardcore wrestling. But he pl- he did a damn good job as with his run as a hardcore champion. Yep. So hell yeah, I mean he was entertaining. Yeah, like at the end of the day, like um, him, uh, what it was like, Boss Man. Yeah, Boss Man Foley, of course. Foley. Um, Hey, you know what? Another thing I want to mention too about entrances, um, uh, the Nation of Domination. They entrances used to be called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I wasn't a big fan of that group so much. I wasn't. I love Farouk and um. You know, you know, I like Ron Simmons period, and I liked how the whole story with uh, the Rock kicking him out, and then I even liked uh, I liked D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry whenever they split off uh, into the tag team. But uh, but yeah, they did have a nice, they did have a cold interest, so we're just going out there mobbing. And the music too, yeah. But, yeah um, I'm leaving anything out. Yeah, and I like how they changed that gimmick too. Remember, it started out it was supposed to be like it was like a lame 
NWO knockoff, but then they changed it to a black radical group. Yeah, I mean, more sense I, to me. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. They got rock from it. They got the acolytes. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Henry had a good run. Um, yeah, Mark Henry's held the title, the world title. Is he? Uh, I think he's still wrestling. Isn't he? He's still around. Yeah. Um, in some capacity, but yeah, he's held the world title a couple times. I think. Um, Dilo Brown. He's at Intercontinental in the Europe. <laughs> that lay. I hate that European title. You know, it didn't ever make any sense to me. It's oh, like, you know, I'm so, so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because that was one of the main things that I wanted to talk to you about. What's up? Dude, best match of all time. Triple H versus Shawn Michaels for the <laughs> European title. Yeah, <laughs> I was just talking to Ray about that, man. Oh, that was guys taped it for me because the cable was out at uh you know, I was looking for pops at the time. You were still over at mom's. And so I was like, Can you guys tape raw? Because the cable's messed up. I was like, okay. So you taped it. And I went over to you guys' house. I was like, Oh, this is the greatest match. You guys you gotta watch this. And you were ready to you you were in on it. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there waiting for the match to kick off. I'm like you know, because they made them fight each other because they got tired of their shit, you know. So they right, so tried to make each other. Yeah, he tried to make them fight each other, and they <laughs> they pulled that shit. Because you know, Sean was going for the he was going for the world title, right? So he didn't care about the European title, you know. So, but in my head, I'm like, oh, oh they're like they're finna fall out. Like Sergeant Slaughter finally like, made them break up, and then I turned this shit on, man, and. <laughs> I'm talking about they they did like a whole yoga routine before they even started like before they even locked up. Yeah, and they like the like the whole time the commentators just like uh uh man like I can't believe it was about to happen. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, like you know, they're they used to be friends, I guess, you know, this this whatever, whatever. Man, they locked up and Shawn Michaels hits the ground in one second. <laughs> And they're like, why is Sean just laying there? And then Triple H is just running back and forth on the ropes. <laughs> he hit those ropes a good 30 times, man. Yeah, and then just gives him a, like a, a light splash. And, and, and as, soon as, as soon as he pins him for the three, and he's just he puts his arms up like he just won the fucking Olympics and shit. <laughs> And Shawn Michaels is banging the ground like he's have a baby having the temper tantrum and shit. Right. And like, dude, that shit was classic, man. Because oh, I, I, bro, I was so relieved because I'm like, man, like that was, like, I think DX was like the most. That was the best for me. They were a lightning rod, you know. Definitely, that's what. Yeah, that's the stuff. That's the kind of stuff that brought WWF back from, you know, the brinks of you know because it, it was that's it was from NWO. It was almost out of business. I mean, which is hard to believe. As big as they are and as small as WCW really was that we did, you know, if you didn't realize, uh, they were. They, I mean, they were they were almost out of there. You know, because yeah, I um, think what when WCW like really killing them in the ratings. And they that? were killing them in ratings, and Ted Turner had the money behind it. You know, mm-hmm. even though you know, you hear all the stories now how badly run and how disorganized it really was. It's hard yeah. to believe, but I mean, yeah. They were, they 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 were hell bent on putting WWF out of business, and they were close. You know that's what brought them back from extinction. You know guys like you know DX and uh, uh, Stone Cold, Mick Foley, The Undertaker, 
But dude, what do, what do you think about when they bought ECW? Uh, same thing. I think that miserably failed. They ruined it. They yeah. shat on it, and it, which didn't make any sense to me because Heyman was there in the company, so they should yeah. just let him run it like as he wanted to. But they, I mean, that's a whole other topic for another day. I don't. Uh, and then they turned it into, they basically turned it into the D League, which is what NXT is now, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So nah, I don't even. That's not even ECW to me. That's like Jordan playing for the Wizards. I don't. I don't really act like that happened. I know what it is. It's like it was like ECW was like listeners like listening to some like dope underground music that doesn't nobody know about. Yeah, and then you like the next day they're Drake. <laughs> right, right. You or, know uh, what I'm saying? Like it was just I don't like it. Just it went bad. Like as soon as they like, as soon as they bought them, it was like Drake, but like with none of the success. It was just yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 man. But that's a whole other topic, man. We could talk about a funeral for ECW, uh, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that about does it, man. So uh, uh, first of all, yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it's been great. Uh, oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, you and Ray both, you know, we'll definitely have to have you guys uh, back on here one of these days to uh, you know talk some more shit with us. But uh, it's a great topic, you know, and it's actually the first time we even spoke on this topic on uh, the show, just because Jay wasn't really a wrestling fan so much later. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons why I had to get everybody involved here. So uh, thanks for coming, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Ahmed Johnson excommunicated from the nation recently, and Rocky joined just last week here on Raw. Uh, You wanted to act. You called me out here. You people want to know what happened with our man Johnson. Well, I'll tell you what happened with our man Johnson. What it is, is what I've always known all along. Here is our man Johnson on all that thick black skin of his is a white man that's dying to get out. He wants to be pretty like Shawn Michael. He wants to be like Steve Austin. Well, I got news for you, our man Johnson. You couldn't be white if they sandblasted your ass 20 times. And another thing. You better learn to stand on your own two feet because anything in this world that worth getting is worth fighting for. And anybody that's weak like you does not have a place in the nation. And speaking of two weak bucks, Savio Vega crushed his two people I took literally out of the trash can, okay? They're the reason, I'm the reason that they're successful in the WWF. I made them. You want to challenge me to a street fight? I got news for you. I'm the street. I was raised up in the street. I'm a product of the street. I brought the streets to you. And at Ground Zero in Louisville, I'm going to play Genie. I'm going to grant you one last wish. And this chapter will be the final one in the book. And you can title this chapter, How Farouk Kicked Our Asses at Ground Zero in Louisville. Now, Ahmed Johnson, I want you to take a look at this man right here. Here's a young man that came to the WWF trying to do things the American way. But what did you people do? No, you frowned on it. He came out here kissing babies, shaking hands, helping old ladies across the street. But he found out that is not the way to do it. Anything in this world that's worth getting, Rocky Mafia found out that the nation stands for it and that is fighting your way through. Tell him, Rocky. I got three words 
die, Rocky die. That's the gratitude I get from you pieces of crap for all my blood, my sweat, and my tears. You know, hey, this isn't about the color of my skin. This is about respect. I became the youngest intercontinental champion in WWF history. And what did it get me? In arenas across the country, I heard chants of Rocky sucks. Well, Rocky might be as a lot of things, but sucks isn't one of them. <laughs>